Bros Podcast, the only podcast that is perfectly balanced, as all things should be. May the Force be with you here on a Mandalorian Season 2 finale spoiler review. I'm your host, Max Mosier, here to break down all things from the season finale of The Mandalorian. But before we get into that, I want to introduce my co-host today, Mark Jones. Mark, how are you? I'm doing pretty good. Um, I just got a comment because every time I hear uh, May the Force Be With You, anyone that's been raised Catholic or currently goes to a Catholic church, I like myself personally, I just want to say, whenever I hear someone say May the Force Be With You, I, I want to say End With You as well. Or, What's your response to This Is The Way? That, that's it? This Is The Way? That's not a... You, you're not like, yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah it is <laughs> or like um like another thing that i pull from my growing up in the catholic church like peace be with you and also with you so like that's like the same thing when i hear uh oh that's another one yeah may the force be with you and i just want to say and also with you but that's so like when i was a little kid i would say that all the time when we would play and like my friends would just be like what's wrong with you so you know i've, I've been getting that for a while so yeah you no. wouldn't growl like chewbacca <laughs> no and scratch your chest and do weird things like that, and they wouldn't give you any weird feedback. Nope. Uh, bummer. Welcome to the Infinity Bros Podcast. Wherever you're listening, however you're listening, thanks for making us part of your weekdays or months. Merry Christmas to you, as it's Christmas week. And happy um, holidays. Yeah, happy holidays to you. We hope you're listening to the car. I would assume some people are listening, Mark, right now on their way to their significant others. Maybe they're heading up north. Maybe they're heading across the country. Thanks for making us part of this trip, guys. This is when I get a lot of my podcasts in. So, Or when you're working out. That's true, working out. I mean, there's a myriad of things, but this time of year, it's the travel. Or maybe you have like a nice candlelit bathroom and you're taking a nice deep soak and now you're listening yeah. to us in our new podcast. For sure, that's Isaac. I think that I envision that's how Isaac listens to his podcast. After he just poured himself a really nice martini and now he's going to relax in that hot, soaked bubble bath. He, he goes, give me a milk chocolate and then gets on in there we're gonna break down everything on the mandalorian we're all over the place today it's going to be a spoiler review so we want to make sure that you've not if you haven't watched anything from season two of the mandalorian stop save this subscribe like comment all that stuff and then come back later and listen to this episode we want to make sure we don't spoil anything for you i'm gonna go ahead and put that bumper right here this is prepare yourself and Infinity Bros. Prepare yourself. Spoiler. Warning. And we're also going to rate things on this podcast. We want to make sure that you're familiar with our rating system and how we rate things here. So I'm going to go ahead and put that bumper right here. Here on the Infinity Bros podcast, everything is ranked from a 0 to 6 point scale. 0 meaning horrible and 6 meaning absolutely excellent. If all of the Infinity Bros rank something a six, it gets an Infinity Step. I guess one more housekeeping we have to do as well, Mark. Uh, we, we have a giveaway, a special Christmas giveaway we're doing. Am I correct on this, Mark? Yeah, we're giving away a few things, I believe. A couple Funko Pops, a t-shirt, our love and affection, you know. Love and affection you can get. You don't have to do anything. Just message us and say, I need love and affection. We'll have Mark DM you and slide in there. <laughs> if you want to win a Funko Pop or a t-shirt, this is how you're going to do it. You're going to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. You're going to share our most recent post. We have a post that talks about this giveaway. Make sure you share it. If you comment on it, you get another 
entry. So you get one entry for the share, one entry for the comment. And then finally, we have a Discord channel. I'll go ahead and put that in the show notes. So below our description, you'll see that in the show notes. Click on that button. Subscribe to the Discord. You can be like me. I, I don't use Discord ever. I, I'm in the group, but I'm barely in it. Be like me. Join in, comment, and get yourself an entry. You never know what you could win. Christmas is here. We want to make sure that we come down your chimneys and bless you, the Infinity Bros universe, with some sweet swag. But you're not here to talk about sweet swag. You're here to talk about the Mandalorian. The final season. Happen. The final season? You mean season two? I mean, is it the final season? The way it ended, it could be the final season. I don't, like, you know, Max, I, I understand maybe from a story standpoint, it's like, oh, this is where the Mandalorian's done. He's done his duties. But when it comes to making money and making toys, you don't stop at this gravy train. This this season has been a roller coaster of a ride. Um, I, I got to hear just right out the gate before we review everything. Can you tell us up to this episode? So if you took this episode away, see episodes one through seven of season two, and you can obviously include season one. So chapters one through 15, where are you at? And what is your rating of this show coming into this episode? Where were you at with that? Um, I'm still, I'm giving a hundred percent. So six out of six okay. stones. Um, I, some could say, you know, to break the rules, I would go over that by decimal points upon decimal points, <laughs> but I shall not for the sake of Christmas. Right. Um, where did you where were you landing after the episode aired? Uh well, apparently they have given Filoni and uh and Favreau the keys. Okay, let's talk to about the that Mercedes. Just tell me what your rating like, is of the season. You know what? Kathy Kennedy looks it. over at them, throws them the keys. You guys got it. And I mean that in the most positive way because it's just like, you know what? Cuz like if this was like um if this is like, I just refer it to like Teen T- or the Titans show for DC. For them to get Batman, they just get Bruce Wayne. They're never going to give them Batman. Over at Disney and with Star Wars, they're like, you know what? You want to use Luke Skywalker? You go do it. And then know what they do? They exceed your expectations. Everyone's thinking like, oh, they'll use a minor character. They'll use like Cal Ketis or... Ezra, or maybe Mace Windu. No, 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 no. Or so cool. I promise back. we have a structure on this show. Mark is just so excited about this. They're We're like, they're like here's an X-wing zooming in. Oh, it's just one X-wing, and everyone's like, ha, ha, ha. and like us as fans are like, ha, ha, ha. you know nothing. This is just like word vomit right now. You just had to go out and say this before we started anything oh else. My gosh. Chapter sixteen, the rescue. I'm assuming you give it a six out of six. I'm just gonna dive in. The sure. season for me before this episode was a five point five out of six. It was great, not perfect. A couple filler episodes that needed a little bit of work, but I would still give it a very strong rating. This episode is the highest sixes of sixes. Let's get into the chapter 16, The Rescue of the Mandalorian. It was 44 minutes directed by Peyton Reed. Did it shock you that Peyton Reed directed it? No. It shocked me. Last episode and episodes before, I said Peyton Reed is a filler director. Wow. (laughs) What a great job by him. Nothing like using Luke Skywalker as a filler. Yeah, I was going to say, not anymore, he's not. This was written by Jon Favreau. Uh, it obviously stars Pedro Pascal as the Mandalorian. Omid Abd- Abdahi, Abtahi, excuse me, as Dr. Pershing. Tamura Morrison as Boba Fett. 
Gina Carano as Cara Dune, Sasha Banks as Casca Reeves. You really like Sasha Banks as a wrestling fan. How do you think she did this episode? Really good. It was uh, a good time. What would you give time. her rating of the episode? Did you like her fight at the beginning with Boba Fett? Yeah, it was like, that was very much, hey, she's a wrestler, so she can do this stuff. That's what it felt like to me. But I loved what they showed that, hey, this girl's a bad, or woman is a badass. And she kind of just bested Boba Fett, which, I mean, we should know Boba Fett is probably in his 50s or 60s at this point. But it just shows, like, hey, maybe there'll be a passing of the torch later on, maybe in uh, the Book of Boba or Boba The Book Fett, of Boba the, Fett, yeah. yeah. There you go. So, you know, yep. we'll see where this goes down. Katie Sackhoff returns as Bo-Katan. Ming-Na Wen is Fennec Shand. Giancarlo Esposito as Moff Gideon. This shocked everybody, and we're going to talk about it probably ad nauseum, and Mark, you've word vomited about it. Mark Hamill as Luke Skywalker. Not Sebastian Stan, but Luke Skywalker. It was not Sebastian Stan as you wanted it. I would have lost my mind either way if it was um, CGI'd young version of, of Mark Hamill, or if we got Sebastian Stan... Just with his prosthetics. You're all over the place, dude. You're freaking out. IMDb, Mark. We talked about it with the Jedi. The highest rating ever for this series up to this point was 9.7 for the episode of the Jedi, uh, which obviously starred Ahsoka Tano, Rosario Dawson. This one on IMDb, Mark, do you have a guess at what the rating is right now of it? Well, if it's not 10 out of 10, we got to find those people that gave it under a 10 and beat them up. It's a 9.9 out of 10 right now. Looks like I'm, we got a Jane Sound and Pop this bit. We've got some people we need to call down. Find those users and beat them up at their house. This episode aired the day after Jeremy Bullock, who physically played Boba Fett in Star Wars Episode Five: The Empire Strikes Back, and Episode Six: Return of the Jedi, died. Uh, the Arabesh text on the menu board hanging on the wall behind Bo-Katan and Koska Reeves in the cantina includes dishes such as Arisa, Kushnip, Frawl, Horror Bread, Jorgen, Lamta, Scood Pie, Polystark, Topato, Milaru, Sidi Gourd, Roasted Sidi, Galastu, Cutter Ribs, Roasted Nuna, Shock, Kebab, Andorian Tipyip, Yoba Shrimp, Space Waffles, and Veg Meat. Did you like that, Mark? Or did you not care about that? I like how that was your big poll. Like, hey, you know what? We're going to talk about this. Well, I'm just reading the trivia I pulled up. It's, it's from IMDb. I, I, I pulled it up. I, I, I just thought for this episode, you talk about this stuff. Jarrett would probably be foaming at the mouth if I brought that up. Don't you think? The launch sequence of the TIE Fighters is shot to resemble those of the Colonial Vipers from the original Battlestar Galactica. A little nod to that. Mm. Mercedes Vidano's second appearance in this series. She's also known as WWE superstar Sasha Banks. We talked about her, obviously, earlier, Mark. In this episode, during any of the fighting, she's shown showing off some of her wrestling skills, doing a Tornado DDT. Is that true, Mark? That is true. And she just retained her title at TLC last night. So there's wow. all that. Yeah. I, I read online that some people were upset that her trademark move, I don't know what it's called, but that she didn't do it. Yeah, that's fair. But you know. What is it called for the listeners who aren't familiar with wrestling? Oh my gosh. I've, I haven't been watching WWE in a while, but I will look that's it up okay. for you. That's you, okay. You look it up while, while I talk because about it. Watch, I watch AEW because WWE has been pretty trash for the last few months. We know you're an elitist when it comes to, to wrestling. This is the fifth anniversary of Star Wars Episode Seven. It's been five years since The Force Awakens came out. It feels like yesterday that came out. Uh, and um, they have a, a slew of people that were in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., yada, yada, yada. And, Mark, this is incredible. I don't know how. This this isn't on the trivia, but there were no spoilers that, that Mark Hamill was in this. Yeah, right? None. We had no inkling 
I sit on Reddit, people. I I look for spoilers at least with some of our little bit segments, which is a bit, which is a bit we do about rumors and potential spoilers. I didn't see anything like this out there, Mark. Um, and and I feel like one of our last podcasts that we did together, I said it's probably going to be Luke Skywalker. Yeah, and I blew it off. And that was and I and I heard nothing about it. I was just like, it's probably just going to be him. It's an easy pull, and no one will see it coming. And you, in your defense of that, you said I think Sebastian Stan could do it. Exactly, he looks just like. Him. And and I I don't think anybody would have had an I don't think anybody would have had an issue if he had done it that way. But I don't think any of us were suspecting that Mark Hamill would come out and do this. So let's just talk about the elephant in the room to start this, Mark. Her her signature move is called the bank statement. Thank you. Oh my gosh, our listeners were on the edge of their seat. But that's more of a submission move. So. So, like, I don't know why you'd want... I mean, I guess she was going to put Boba Fett in, a, in, like, a chokehold, then yeah. Right. Yeah, you don't want to put him in a chokehold. That would <laughs> kick him behind his back. That would be... I saw the move, but I didn't know what it was called. I was like, they could have done that. Whatever. But, but with Mark Hamill, Mark, I want to talk about him to start, because I feel like he's the big thing here. Yeah. Did, did you basically. feel like this was executed well, given that the CGI was probably the weakest part of the whole show in my opinion i don't know what your opinion on the cgi is but what did you think of that literally the only part i was like okay this is gonna be luke skywalker you see the glove the black you know the black glove and it's like okay and he has a human hand holding the green lightsaber he's in a hood he's holding the lightsaber like he usually does it's luke skywalker and then when we see him cgi faced i'm thinking like not the best they've done but it was definitely passable i feel like in my opinion and I don't, I'm not going to critique it, but I think they did it perfectly, did it great. Like, you just get this whole, like, sequence of, this is what a Jedi would look like in this world. Yeah. Where he just is super powerful, and he's just going, just like the, the Rogue One scene with Darth Vader, where he just mows down the rebels. It, it's basically what we got, but with droids. We'll talk more about this his reveal in a bit, but I just was curious what your thoughts out the gate were him being in it. I think every... I think a majority of people are very excited about it, but we'll talk about his future. How can you? I, little... I want to. I want to hear an opinion from someone that's not excited about Luke Skywalker being in it. Like, there's got to be someone out there that's like they're rooting. They're rooting the the Skywalker stories. Like, are they at this point really can't do much to ruin? There's nothing you can do that will ruin Episode Four, Five, and Six. They're already great. This is just icing on the cake at this point with more Luke Skywalker stuff. Let me, I'll talk about that real quick. Dan Merle, who used to be on Movie Fights and Screen Junkies left and now has his own show. I might actually even put his review in our show notes. I'm going to do that. If you want to check this out, it's a 15-minute review. He, re, he reviewed it right after Mark, and he had some really, in my opinion, great points. I didn't agree with them, but I thought they were fair points. His point being that I'm done with the Skywalkers, his part, be, his mood being, we are moving past this. What makes the Mandalorian special is it's separated from what we've known for decades. Yep. And to bring them back into the fold felt, pun intended, forced. It just feels like Star Wars at times can't get away from the Skywalkers. Now Max Mosier putting his Max Mosier hat on right now will say, I don't have an issue with that as long as it's in small doses moving forward. Especially given the time frame and the direction of this ca- these characters. I, I can't tell you it wasn't an emotional scene. But for Dan Merle, that was his opinion. And that's a pretty, that's a guy I trust, Mark. 
I'll put it that way. That's a guy whose opinion I feel like is valid, and he knows what he's talking about. I'll agree. I'll agree with him and your your opinion on that. Yeah, I don't think we need. I know there's talks like, are they going to do a Skywalker like series? Like maybe if we got like one eight episode se- like like mini series, that's good. We don't need a, something drawn out. But yeah, we we didn't need like Ahsoka. It's like I hope we I hope she gets her own show, but we didn't need her so filled. And just kind of like a secondary character. Like, she she deserves her own show. At this point, Luke Skywalker is like a once in a while, like, showing up type of person. That's all we need. Right. The universe is so big with Star Wars stuff. There's so many stories to be told. We've all, we got our Skywalker throughout six movies with Luke. We don't really need a huge focus involved in a story that's already kind of standing on its own legs what did you think of let's go back to the beginning and just start from scratch here mandalorian obviously is working with boba fett he's working with fennec shand well no longer he, is no or are you just talking about the beginning of the episode i'm talking about the beginning of the episode okay sorry anyway. he he goes and they recruit Casca reeves and bo katan they both agree we, we talked about that fight at the beginning what did you think of the of the <laughs> of the space fight they had with the TIE Fighters. Loved it. And Boba Fett. It's it's just, it felt classic Star Wars. And I love the way they're filming these, Mark. I, I love that it kind of feels, like it doesn't feel like it's a cinematic movie. It kind of feels like if the 70s had technology of today. Correct. That's what it feels like. And I love it because it still feels so much of a, of the space Western that we've been given these last two seasons. It's exact. I feel like that is like their goal. It's like, hey, at the end of the day. We want to treat this just like any Western you'd have seen TV show in the 50s, 60s, and early 70s. And that's what it feels, and I love it. That's the aesthetic I love. They capture Omid Abdahi. That was obviously the opening sequence before they had the, the title sequence. Dr. Pershing, he tells them, in order to save the child, you're going to have to go into this large spaceship craft. I Forgive me, I don't know the name. I'm... I think just, they, it's like a light cruiser, I think is what they called yeah, it. I don't remember cruiser, the name. Of, thank you. Don't remember the name of the ship itself. Yeah, I don't either. I'm just calling it a spaceship. <laughs> Such a filthy casual. Dr. Pershing tells them they need to go in, so they create a plan. The diversion, obviously, they have the girl power scene. So Jarrett brought this up in our group chat, Mark. And I think it's really important for us to chat about this. Gina Carano, Sasha Banks, Katie Sackhoff, Ming-Na Wen, their characters have this massive entry-level fight with all these stormtroopers, and I thought it was a remarkable sequence to start us off. I think Robbie said in our group, too, or what was Jarrett, but I said this to Kelly. It's like, um, like, oh, we get the girl girl fight scene, but it was at the end of, like, everything was happening. Like, we talked about it. It's like, but it didn't feel, and I know, I think it was Robbie who said it, but it didn't, it didn't feel like that. Like, you didn't think of that right away, like you normally do with, like, the boys season two or, like, Endgame, like, oh, we get the girl fight, and, like, you know, right. empowerment. It's like, this felt so natural. Like, of course. It's like, you didn't even think about, like, oh, there's no male care, and it's, we're two dudes talking about this, so, like, who gives an F our opinions on this stuff, I guess. But, um, I loved it. I think it just shows that you don't need male leads to make it seem dominant. No, anyone can be a badass. I loved it, too, Mark. And the comparison I give it to is Avengers Endgame. A lot of people gave Avengers Endgame the A-team sequence with all the female-led characters having that fight where Captain Marvel is taking the gauntlet to the van. Sure. And they felt like that was... A lot of people claimed that was a forced scene. I did not feel that way. In my opinion, I feel like that was a forced scene. This one didn't feel like a forced scene. 
And I think the reason why people say Endgame was forced because they just all show up and of course you're going to have... Well, and what was the one? The Wasp would have been on the other side of the battlefield. You're telling me she crossed path past the freaking car to get into this shot? No. I liked it. It was in good taste. The difference between the two scenes was the Avengers... And you talked about this. The difference is the Avengers one felt like they were trying to make that statement. This scene did not feel like it. It felt like, no, they are they are the cavalry. Yeah. And not to be pun intended with Ming-Na Wen's character in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. <laughs> I think... I think it was a great scene. I love I love seeing scenes. I, I, I'm finding this the more I watch Star Wars shows as we're getting them more on Disney Plus with The Mandalorian. I like watching herds of stormtroopers die at the hands of random people. I love it. I enjoyed so much with Cara Dune's character in this episode. And... Um, and like her gun jamming, yes, and just like just being the force that she is as a per as like a real person, like being an MMA fighter, with Gina being like an MMA fighter in real life, and just just like yeah, she would tear down a ton, and then her being a, a uh well what's her what was what they call her because she was a drop, something I'm forgetting right now her her like character oh, in the I show. forget the name they call yeah I know what you're talking about yeah yeah yeah, but just they like know that she's could kill everyone by herself if she really needed to. And I really feel like Ming-Na Wen is a great number two to Boba Fett. What a strong character that has to be moving forward with the book of Boba Fett. We'll talk about that later. When I first saw her in season one, I don't know if I was fully convinced she was that character. But as she's made her comeback in the second season, in particular uh, two episodes ago, I believe, when they captured... The child, Grogu. Mm-hmm. Grogu. That was... <laughs> Grogu. <laughs> Grogu. It's not Grogu. He's not a Super Saiyan. When they captured Grogu, it really felt to me as if Ming-Na Wen was a character... I'm sorry, Fennec Shand is a character that is to be not to be messed with. And I really like her. Bo-Katan has history. I don't know it, but from what I've heard from other people, you don't mess with Bo-Katan. Casca Reeves, she's great with all her stuff. And Cardoon, as you said, she is the hammer in a world full of nails. I love it. I think it's great. I love the scene. As the scene transitions, Moff Gideon starts to realize that the end is near. So he heads over to take from the child, uh, to take the child hostage, essentially. And before that happens, Pedro Pascal's Mandalorian comes in contact with these dark storm troop, these dark troopers. Are they droid troopers? What's the specific name they called them? I forget what they called them exactly. I'm pretty sure they called them dark troopers. Dark. We'll call them dark troopers then. He he fight and it takes every trick he has in the bookmark just to beat one. Just to beat one, and he ends up using his staff to defeat him. I loved this sequence, and I also cracked up at the convenience of a door that led to. The outside for those droids just to but, fall But that set up because cause you saw them all fall out and I looked over at Kelly when I was watching with her and it's like, those are going to come back. For sure. I knew that. Just like Grievous, they're going to they're gonna find a way back into the ship and use their you know mechanical stuff to get back in. I love that sequence. They felt like the foreboding presence in the whole show. It was a great presence to have. I loved it. And then we get the big showdown. Moff Gideon versus Mandalorian. It's been built up for essentially two seasons. We get to see the dark saber in action, and I'll tell you what, the Mandalorian is pretty great, Mark. 
he is even better with a sword staff in his hand. Mm-hmm. And I'm here for it. Moving forward, if that Darksaber is in his hand, I, I, I know nothing about the history past what the show has told me. I'm all in on this. Let's roll forward this. this Mandalorian is sweet with this stuff. What did you think of that fight? I thought it was pretty good. I mean, we get basically the setup in the episode of the Jedi when we see that staff being used against the lightsaber. It's like, okay, this is going to end. The season's going to end with him using that staff in a fight with Gideon and that Darksaber. Like, it's going to happen. And we got that. It you know paid off in the end. It's a good way to put it. I didn't, I didn't think of that, but that's a good way to think of it. And then him basically, like, it just seemed like his whole intention was like, hey, can I beat him? And when figuring out I can't, he's like, I got to I gotta find a way to screw up their plan. Because Moff Gideon knew who he was with. So, like, if I, you know, basically lose and he takes a saber from me, then I can hope maybe there's some infighting between uh, Mando and, and uh, Bo-Katan. So, I love, like, the mind game that was kind of, you know, underneath the fight itself, what was going on. But I love the fight scene. I, I thought this fight scene... Th- this this episode is so stupid jam-packed with great fight scenes. Right? You get the, we'll call it girl power scene, where our four female-led heroes go through the gauntlet of stormtroopers, absolutely demolish them, having no business doing it. Then we get Mandalorian taking on, essentially, the strongest character up to this point that's not a human in that droid with a sweet staff battle. Then we get this fight with the dark saber. And in my head, Mark, I thought that was it. I I thought that's, that's as far as we're going to go. We'll see a transaction of the child. Maybe we'll see one more thing. And maybe there'll be some epilogue where, you know, we, we find out who that Jedi is, but we don't get that. They capture him and Moff Gideon tells him and the character of Bo-Katan that she has to win the dark saber off of Pedro Pascal. And you and I have talked about yep. this, Mark. What is the conflict that Favreau will leverage in the end of season two? We thought that might be with Boba Fett and um, Mace Windu. It turns out it is with Bo-Katan and the Mandalorian, and that will definitely take over season three, it looks like. Wow, what a reveal, and I loved the acting of, of Katie Sackhoff here. Did you feel the tension there as much as I did? I thought the acting oh my was gosh. superb. And Pedro <laughs> Pascal, how this guy... I'm sorry to cut you off one more. I asked you a question, I cut you off. I'm sorry. Yeah, was... How Pedro Pascal can wear a mask and exude so much acting ability is absolutely insane to me. The man shows tension without even letting me see his face. I think it's remarkable. Go ahead. I mean, I just, I, I just related to like uh, Tom Hardy and Bane. Like, some people crap on The Dark Knight Rises, but Tom Hardy and showing so much emotion with a mask on, and at, and in his case, we got to see his eyes, so we could see those. But I totally agree with you. What Pedro Pascal does, The Mandalorian, in this full suit, and it's just like, you really have to be physical with your acting. Like, Katie Sackhoff has to still act off of what he's giving her. It's incredible. Yes, exactly. I, I, I love it. Uh, and, you know, she's one that takes her helmet off more, but, like, the history you get if you you know, watch the Clone Wars, like, she voiced Bo-Katan in the Clone Wars, so it's just like... Exactly, yep. Mm-hmm. So, it's like, she's already has, like, a relationship with this character, so I think it might be pretty easy for her to, like, live-action it, because she's been living with this character in her mind and acting as this character for a while. But, yeah, that tension when, she, like, Moff is like, well, he beat, you know, he wanted it off of me, and his hope is, like, they would probably start fighting right then and there, but she's probably smart enough that they're like, hey, this is not the arena to fight for this. We'll find it. We'll figure out a different way, and that's probably like you said. 
that's going to be the anchor that will move into season three, and probably that will be, you know, part of season three is like how does that relationship right. is evolve? Is that the arc you think like, going into? Se- yeah. No, I think it'll be. I'm sure. I don't think it'll be the main arc because I'm sure that we'll. I mean, if Thrawn's not in with the Ahsoka series, I feel like Thrawn might be a main bad guy. Well, they're three. connecting all of them too. Remember, Mark. So, yep. and, and you yep. weren't here on the last episode with with Rangers, Ahsoka, and Mandalorian. They're going to connect all of them. So, I think Thrawn is the big bad, connecting all three of them here behind the scenes. That's just my. I, I know nothing about those characters. I'm a filthy casual when it comes to these characters. And then finally, Mark, we get the sequence that, in my opinion, is the best of the series so far. I. It's going to be hard in a couple months for me not to put it top five all time. Having loved, I love the sequence, but I th- I say it goes, you know, head to head with a, the beginning of the Jedi episode, with Ahsoka oh, going through. Man, I I love that, I, and 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 that's the thing. You don't yeah, have you tough. don't have a relationship having not watched the Clone Wars, so I understand why that would not be up there for. Agreed, me. I get that. I would love to hear what what people who have watched Clone Wars what their opinion of their opinion of my opinion or what their thoughts are on that. Yeah, but I love. I wouldn't say one's better or the other. I love them both. I just think with Luke Skywalker to see him after episode six be the Jedi that we were told about. And I'm going to take a turn real quick and I want to talk about this. Or like the myth and legend that, you know, us fans have like, you know, created in like fan fiction or the books. Correct. The books that have been written um, that are, you know, some are not canon anymore. But like just this, like this power that he has basically is like he's the most powerful Jedi. And they kind of poo poo that in the, you know, the sequel trilogy. But, you know, all that. My big frustration, and and a lot of people have said this, actors, diehards, toxic fan bases, healthy fan bases, my frustration with it was the last time we see Luke, Luke throws down his saber and he says, I'm not going to fight against my father. This is how, this is what Yoda taught me. Yep. We transition to episode eight. And I'm led to believe, I'm told that this same guy is grizzled and hardened by a world after this Vader incident, and he tries to kill his sister's son. But that hasn't happened yet. The point I'm making in all of this is it is very refreshing to see this rendition of Luke back. And I would imagine that no matter how much Ahsoka I watch... This still is going to be more powerful to me due to the nostalgia of the character that dates decades. That, yes. I, I'm i not going to fight you on that. It's... No, I know. I, that's the only reason I would argue for it. Sure. This episode also, to me, to speak to your point on Clone Wars, Mark, I tweeted this. I'm going to now watch these shows. Oh, yeah. Because I cannot continue in this series, in my opinion, without doing that. I, I Bo-Katan is so important now moving forward that I have to know what's going on with all the star Wars shows that have been announced for Disney plus you kind of need to like, if you're going to watch bad batch, you're like, where's this coming from? It's like, there's many episodes of the bad batch in clone wars. Mm-hmm. You can, you can hear all our thoughts on these, on these, uh, the Disney plus announcements on, on the, the last, on the last episode, episode on the last episode of infinity bros. Anyway, no, I just wanted to put that plug there. That to me, Mark, this sequence is great. I, I really like what we saw. I thought the choreography was perfect from the jedi it it really the only comparison really is the ahsoka scene you're right i loved it i thought it was great i was absolutely floored when that x-wing came in yes 
because my first thought was the same as yours. And I believe you and I talked about this. I was like, an X-Wing? What's so big about an X-Wing? What? Then it, then it hit me. Then it hit me. And I was like, they're not going to do it. And I have to touch back on the Ahsoka thing because I just thought of this. The thing that makes Ahsoka, like, that first scene so special is that's that's her first live action scene. Right. So, like, it's bringing her into the live action universe. She's technically been in the universe, but this is, we actually have a, it's actually happening. So I think that, like, it, going back to what I said, if you've watched The Clone Wars and you loved it, that's what makes that special. And then knowing her history with Anakin Skywalker, too. So, like, I would love there to be a scene where Ahsoka and Luke talk. Like, that is very possible. And they talk about Anakin Skywalker. The other the, the other thing is we haven't seen this Luke. We have not seen this post-Return of the yeah, Jedi like Luke. the 80s. We haven't. Yeah. It's been decades. Unless you've read the books. Then For sure. And I haven't. It. And I haven't. Yeah. And I just think that there was there was power in this. Oh, my gosh. That yeah. has been the only – like, this is this was the expectation for the trilogy that just came out, Mark, this was the expectation. It's what was. Uh, you know, this is we would get too far deep into the weeds if we kept going. If we Agreed. talked, if, we if, to, if you we if you forward. if you opened up this door for me, I could talk. I know. For another I'm doing it. On this, I know. I agree with you. We're That's pontificating. My apologies. So Luke uh, ends this massive fight. He desecrates the entire droid army. He comes in, he drops his hood, and let's talk about the CGI. And and that too, hang on. When he's defeating these droids, they're dark troopers, we we were we were shown in the first part of the episode that these these things are hard to destroy. Correct. And like fire doesn't do it. Uh it takes a lot of blast blasting doesn't do it. And Luke Skywalker shows up and just like he's swatting flies. Like this is this is nothing. Like just Love it. It was majestic. He comes in, removes his hood. We talked about the CGI, but I want to I want to dive deeper into this because this is a question moving forward. Is this a sustainable character to bring back in a few episode basis? Yes, a few episodes. Given the C, given the CGI, yeah. So, some would believe that he might even get his own show. Maybe, and that's why I said, give me a limited series. Like even if it's like three episodes, three hour long episodes, great. I don't need eight seasons. I mean, I would love eight seasons. But just go back to the one guy you brought up. I don't like. I think if you're not gonna, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna backtrack a little bit. If John Favreau and 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 Filoni are in on this, they would knock it out of the park, and it might supersede the original trilogy if they're the ones at the helm. That's uh, called bold. That. I'm making a bold statement. I'm making a bold statement right there. But you know, that is a very bold statement. I don't agree with that. But I'm yeah, just saying, going. you know, going out there. But yeah, I I mean, I think we could get a few episodes, and now with people saying like, oh man, you could do better CGI, blah blah blah. We're going to get it. So, there it is. I, I agree with you, Mark. I, I think they can do it. And maybe he had a beard on. Like, maybe they it didn't look good because he had a beard. Just like, you know, Justice League and right. Superman mustache looks horrible CGI'd. So, you know. I think for sure he's coming back season three. I, I think that's a very safe bet. But we'll see. He takes Grogu. And we get this absolutely on top oh my of gosh. all the amazing things we get the heart-wrenching scene where they exactly. he touches his face and they look at each other and i'm like why why are you doing this to me disney plus and my mark, I, mark i stood out of my chair in this scene and i have tears coming out of my eyes and i'm like oh my gosh i am crying over this amazing scene because one i'm seeing a hero i grew up with that my father taught me to love in luke skywalker 
in this new hero that I've come to love in this year of 2020 that has not had many wins, Grogu and the Mandalorian have been the power couple of 2020, and the band is breaking up. Well, I mean, maybe they won't be. Yeah, he touches his face. It's ridiculously sad. And then on top of all of it, Mark, R2-D2 and then we, yeah emerges and, 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 and I'm, he I'm does beep boops and beat ups and you know you know get the, get the beep boop, bop boops, yeah <laughs> now there's an interesting theory mark going around on the internet i read this on reddit that r2d2 when he was speaking to grogu actually was talking to him because he saved him from when anakin tried to kill the younglings they're saying that r2d2 is the reason he got out of there now canonly I don't know if that that works. Never heard of that. But there are theories that that is what he was saying, and that's why he was all excited to see Grogu. There are also other theories, like you said, that oh my gosh, it's just Baby Yoda. Or him and Anakin were were pals, and he got a text message from from Anakin, be like, "You better, you better ditch," and he got yeah. out. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But that was a great scene. Obviously, six out of six of that. Or he's and, Yoda's son, and Yoda preemptively got him out there before anything happened because he could, you know, see into the future. Do you think you know he's whatever. Yoda's son? Do you really? Maybe. I don't think he is. Well, okay. Is. This is this is what we bring to my theory. Like, you know, this is what I kind of love about the Star Wars canon is we only have two. Well, now we have three. But prior to Grogu, we had two of Yoda's species. We had a male and Yedel, the female. And not even, like, I can't, well... I don't know, like, with my knowledge of some of the reading books, I don't think, and even going through Wikipedia, um, I don't think there is another of that species. Like, they, like if you go to Wikipedia, they don't have an identified species name. It's not a planet, I don't believe. So where else is, are these, you know, baby Yoda's coming from? Don't know. Yeah, exactly. So it's just like, maybe, that's why I think that's, that's, a, more re- that's a more plausible theory, is it could be Yoda's son, but who knows? I'll, I'll be revealed in good time. I mean, we, we trust these guys, right? Um, I would trust them writing my life story at this point. Like, you know what? You know nothing about me, but I'm sure you'd knock it out of the park. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, let's talk about the future real quick, Mark. I want to ask you a couple questions and just to give a couple predictions for season three so we can have it on the record. Oh, and hang on. And we got the cut scene at the end of season two. The end credit scene or mid credit scene, whatever you want to call it. With Boba yeah, we'll talk about it. Well, you just went on to the next. I've got a lineup here. You're 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 working. No, you didn't tell me the lineup. So why? Blah, 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 blah. No, no, you you keep jumping the gun. All right. Well, I'm too excited. I'm. Just I know. Like, I know. I know. You're you're excited. I know. It's the Fourth of July. I'm 12 years old. I got a bag full of firecrackers, and I'm ready to go. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm happy for you. <laughs> um, how? What do you think is the direction that Filoni and Favreau wants to go moving into season three. Um, see, this is where it's like, do they just do Thrawn? Do they do a Bo-Katan versus Mandalorian type of thing? Um, because I don't think they're going to, they're going to let Boba Fett do his own thing. So they're going to let him do his thing. Does, does Luke Skywalker come back into the mold like halfway this season? Are we going to jump a few years? Since like, maybe that's how Mando gets back with Gro- Grogu is like the whole Kylo Ren stuff happens. So like he goes and saves Grogu or something like that. I don't know. Like Grogu reaches out to the force to be like, Hey man, I need your help. Um, do we get more Mando and Ahsoka teaming up to find Thrawn? I don't know, whatever. Or they just keep us in the dark, and we just, just like in season one, we don't know what to expect, and we just get an amazing eight episodes. So, you know, That's two whatever. straight seasons, though, where they've hidden the biggest thing. And we gotta deal with Moff Gideon. He didn't kill himself. 
He was yeah. he was ready to. That's the whole thing. That's, Moff Gideon's still around, yeah. Yeah, Moff Gideon's still around. He's he's got an answer to the Republic, so it's like, get me some of that. Give me some of what's going on. Maybe we'll get a CGI Leia at this point, because I'm sure she'd be like, hey, I'm gonna uh, interrogate. I don't know. I I that's that's tricky. It's not tricky. You just get you just. Get I don't her think that's a good her. idea. <laughs> Whatever. You know, it, you, you're gonna say this. You're saying that now, and then it happens, and I said it here first, so you know what I mean. Yeah, I don't know. I it's just like just... Luke Skywalker. You passed off Luke Skywalker, showed up. It's like it's gonna be him, but let's hope it's Mace Windu. Mark, what do you think of Grogu moving forward? Do you think this is the end of his arc in this show? There's some people implying that we won't see Luke anymore. That this is the end of the Grogu arc, and now we move towards Mandalorian doing other stuff, and Grogu comes back in like a season four, five, six. I would like to let those people know that um, they have no ownership of Grogu as a merchandise item. So he's coming back. You think Disney's just going to give up on the millions of dollars they, him as a character makes them? Doubt it. Right. He's coming back. And that's all I got to say about that. I always bring it back to money with this stuff. I do think they might wait till the end of the season, Mark. I do think he might not be that is the fair. end of the season. That, that is fair. It's like, you know, you... Be like, hey, no more Baby Yoda, and then he comes back, and you're like, hell yeah, brother, and then we, you know, you buy all the toys and T-shirts. Do you? So you think Mark Mark Hamill as Luke Skywalker will come back? Oh yeah. Do you think Boba Fett, outside of his show that's starting, the Book of Boba Fett, will come back in this show, or will he stay in that show till the crossover? I would say he would stay in that show. Like, let him sail on. Like, if I had to put money on it, I'm, I'm I would say Boba Fett stays in his show. Um, season three, we get a little bit more of Luke and maybe more of Ahsoka, and that would be my predictions for those characters. Where does this show go from here, though, Mark? Like, I, I just, I like, what does Mando do next? Like, to me, this this feels like the the one thing I would say about this episode that does concern me. I still give it a six because of that Luke scene alone. But where does Mando go from here? That's the one character I look at aside from his Bo Katan feud right and Moff Gideon's alive but they have him in custody I that's the one character I feel like kind of didn't get a future outlook and that's not necessarily a bad thing you can fast forward air quotes a couple years a la literally all the Star Wars movies and create new tensions with new characters and new conflicts I just that's the one thing that concerns me moving forward with him I I I feel like that's where Luke could have overshadowed him. It's it's one of the few moments in a show where you're like, man, I'm glad the main character got overshadowed <laughs> by a character that probably will only been in, be in a couple episodes. You know, I, I just that that's the one concerning piece for the future that I see. Like, I feel like you you use him sparingly, and that's why I said only a couple times for moments like this. Correct. I don't think you. Like going back to the sh- if he has his own show, yes, let him be centered there. But he's always going to overshadow any series, any person you put him in, because he has that nostalgia. He has that that myth level like character in this whole universe. So he's always going to overshadow everybody. So that's why I think you want to use him sparingly and in good taste and really, really plot driven stories with him. How long, Mark, till Kathleen Kennedy gets kicked out for Favreau? This just feels like, like I, I feel like Favreau is 
is going to be in charge of all of this soon. Well, I just well, this literally a, feels like Kevin Feige for the Star Wars. Well, universe. hopefully that happens and everyone's happy with it, or maybe Kathy. Or would you want Filoni? Like, I guess that's the other question. I would because, like to team up both because you get you get Filoni who knows all the interworkings of all these like Clone Wars and little stuff, but then I think you, with um, Favreau you get you can bring in the big names. Like, I think that's yeah. like, and he can tell really good stories and is a great director. I think Filoni's a good story guy. And can like tie everything together really well. And with Favreau, you get the good, hey, I can get all these guys and gals in and make something great. I, I want them both. I want, I want. I think they could work well together. Yeah, the lineup coming out in the next couple of years, Mark, it's, it's ridiculous. Still doing, what it, did you doing think it better Disney? than Warner Brothers, I'll tell you that much. Oh, yeah. Uh, re- <laughs> it doesn't take much, strokes. really. <laughs> broad strokes real quick before we go to the top five. What shows are you looking forward to the most that are coming to Disney Plus for Star Wars? Uh, well, the Boba Fett one, for sure. Um, I'm really, that's the one where I have no idea where it could go. Like, is he just, he's just ruling that he's just ruling Um, the hut empire and what happens then? But the, uh, the Obi-Wan show definitely, uh, bad, like all of them I'm excited for, but like the one I've kind of like secretly like excited for, not secretly, but, and like, I kind of want to see where they do with it is Rogue Squadron because I saw that they posted a timeline and that's supposed to happen after, um, the last episode nine for the movies. So I want to yeah, see Rogue Squadron would be a movie. I want to see what they're it's, doing. It's Patty Jenkins. Yeah, and I want to see what 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 does the Star Wars world look like after the whole Skywalker's um saga is done. Like what what do we what does that world look like or universe? So You're not a Mando guy? Well, I want Mando. Yeah, that's I mean that's easy. I, everything, everything Star Wars, just like everything Marvel, everything DC, I want to consume it all. And I'm definitely I'm definitely a Star Wars fan that doesn't poo-poo the the prequel sequel or se- a trilogy or the sequel trilogy. I love all that stuff. I give me more Jar Jar Brinks, give me digital clone troopers. I love it all. I'm not gonna crap on anything because I'm not one of those people. And you know who you people are. You're full of crap. You, that third trilogy sucks. Whatever. I love it, and it means a lot to me. Stuff that was happening personally, I love all that stuff. I don't care. I'm to the point where the prequels might be better than the, than the second trilogy, especially with what we're seeing now. I feel like Mandalorian, Mark, we're getting into the weeds here, but but Mandalorian is making that yes. Have post-trilogy you heard worse. That they might timeline it where it's in an alternate universe as the prequel tri- trilogy. Have you heard that stuff? Oh, I hope they don't. That's been a rumor. Keep it so. canon. You, you, hold, hold your ground. <laughs> hold the door. Hold your gr- there's there's so many more time frames in this universe to attack and discuss that you don't need to do that. I disagree. All right, we're getting in the weeds. We're being Star Wars nerds. Let's head to the top five. D. We're going at three. Infinity Bros. Two. Top five. One. List. Starts now. Every episode, we like to do a top five where we have a water cooler discussion of our top five things from the previous weeks or weeks. This week, it is top five moments from season two of The Mandalorian. Mark, I will start us off with my number five. Bill Burr's emotional scene as Mayfield. Underrated scene in the context of the whole season. That is my number five as well. I'm sorry. Shut your mouth. That is. Air five. Air five. Bam. That's awesome. No, I thought this scene was great. Mando having his helmet off. It felt like the scene from Inglorious Bastards with Fassbender. I I really enjoyed this scene. This is great acting, and Bill Burr is showing that he is a serious actor and 
deserves more of a cornerstone in universes like Star Wars. I really enjoyed this scene. You did as well. Mark, tell us what your number four is. Oh, I, I want to go a little bit more into this. I love how Bill Burr made fun of Star Wars, and then from that joke is now in a in like a memorable character role. And with that, like Richard uh, Brake's character, he always plays this insidious dude. And when I saw him, I was like, "This dude is gonna is gonna find a way to piss off one of these dudes." Right. And he did it so well. And you just saw with Mayfield and Bill Burr's character, he's like. Like, he just had such a strong distaste for this guy. And it was still a surprise when he just shoots him. And he's just, like, screws up everything. But his emotions just took over. It's like, you know what? This guy is just terrible. He's bad blood. We got to take him out. Loved it. Okay. My number four is... I would, I'm just going to overarch at this. Moff Gideon in the last episode. Um, This is where I think... Going back to what you said about, like, what could happen in season three. I want to know how Moff Gideon knows pretty much everything that's going on. How did he know Mando was with the people he was with? How did he, how does he just know all his information? Like there's something like, is he working with the emperor still? Like, does he have some insight or like going back with Thrawn? Thrawn always knew stuff. So like, is he talking directly with Thrawn and the whole, like, like him just being so calculated, like, Hey, you know what? I'm going to lose the saber. And then my, I'm just going to calculate that there's a high probability that Bo-Katan and Mando will just screw this all up for themselves and fight each other. And then to the point where he he's ready, he grabbed a blaster and was ready to kill himself when he saw Luke Skywalker come in. Because he's like, oh, I'm done for. And didn't happen. So, like, that's why I'm, like, I'm excited for him to come back. You can't, like, his, I need the more of Moff Gideon next season. So I want to know where that, that goes. That's my number four. Uh, that's great. Number four for me is Boba Fett getting his armor back. Yep. It's simple, it's pure, but on top of it, we were told for years, Boba Fett's this really bad, super badass guy. Don't mess with Boba Fett. And in the in the original trilogy, the CGI and the special effects just weren't there to show that. We got it. Well, he gets he's his, great. He gets this lore. I, I love Boba Fett of his badass with like the you know the comics and books that came afterwards. Yeah, that's where he gets exactly. That, so. But we hadn't seen it on live screen. Sure. For sure. And it was time, and I am and I felt like Favreau and Filoni did that well. Great. My number three was Ahsoka versus Morgan Elsbeth in the Jedi episode. Uh, you made a great point here, Mark, that it was a samurai fight and a spaghetti yep. western duel yep. happening side by side. You have this tension of conflict with these four characters, but you also have this tension of genre. Like, filmmakers... This is a smorgasbord of of great content. Remarkable job by Favreau and Filoni here. This, to me, is where your point of Favreau and Filoni being a two-headed combo is great. Filoni wrote it. I think Favreau filmed it and made it better. Sure. That's how I really feel about it, but that's just my opinion. What's your number three? Uh, My number three is Luke Skywalker showing up in the last episode. Oh, my gosh. Okay, wow, okay. I firmly disagree, but we'll talk about that in a bit. Go ahead. My number two is all of Ahsoka and the Jedi. That's, that's what I'm saying. Like if I, it, like it should really be two a and two B for me. I feel it. But that's, you know, this is what's going to be surprising. My number one's going to shock a lot of people. You know what? It's your list and you got to defend it. That's what's part of it. <laughs> number two for me is the Mando goodbye with oh, Grogu. Yes. Great. I, th- this is such great acting from Pedro Pascal, who's absolutely knocked it out in 16 episodes of this character. He is becoming 
a household name before our eyes. He's the next generation of Robert Downey Jr., the next generation of Chris Evans, um, Daniel Ratcliffe, just like these key pop culture actors we've had that have kind of either faded or their characters are being put to the back of the stories. It's great to see this guy take over. And he did this with a puppet baby yep. Grogu. <laughs> I'm like, telling you, man. Char- like, it's a great a big, scene, and I cried. They got me to cry. Everything made me cry. I think Luke and R2-D2 had a part of it, but that scene made me cry. I absolutely tipped my hat to them. I would never have thought I'd cry in a Star Wars show. Great job. Mark, what's your number one? My number one is the episode where Mando and and uh, Grogu go to the ruins of the Jedi Temple, and when we see in the sky is Slave One coming into the atmosphere and coming down, and we're like, Boba Fett's back. Let's go, baby. Loved it. Wow. Number one for me is Luke Skywalker. This, again, is two different flavors that aren't really wrong from the same pie. I don't know how that scene is going to get topped moving forward. That's another thing I would add to my fear for the the series moving forward. This season feels unbeatable moving forward to me. But if there's anybody that can do it, it's Filoni and, and Favreau. I, I absolutely tip my hat to these guys. Again, what I will remember in 2020 is season two of this of this series. This is one of the what things I'm going to remember this year. season three brings back the original three back? Because you just bring – you don't really need to bring Harrison Ford and CGI him because you already had someone else play a younger Han Solo. You just age him up. Bring that dude in. You get me some, you know, Mark Hamill, Luke Skywalker – and give me a CGI Leia at some point and have uh, them all three together. Cause that, that was a big complaint in the sequel trilogy is we didn't have a scene with all three of them together. That's what the people like want. It. That's what the people uh, want Max. And that's how you make it. money. And Disney's all about it. making the money. I know. I, I think a cameo could happen, but we'll see. I don't want it. I, I want to stay with the characters we have. I think I am attached but to just, just one part. Like you say, the top yeah, a one scene I could see. Yes. yes. All right. Yeah, I could see it. I don't know if I'm necessarily like I need it. I respect your list, and I'm all for it. I'm all. Yeah, your list is great too. I'm never gonna poo-poo anything Star Wars unless something really weird comes up. But like, I'm all in Star Wars. You, there's they can do no wrong to me. So. Yeah. Right now, right now they're hitting their stride. It's it's great to have Disney stock. <laughs> If you own Disney stock, I tip my hat to you. Dude, I looked at Disney stock today and I was like, you know what? I'm going to save up money and buy 10 shares so that at least I just have 10 shares of Disney stock. So you can just say, I'm an owner. I'm an investor. Well, Mark, thanks for coming on, man. Appreciate you taking time to be with us. Uh, you can check out Mark at Marky Mark 61. 61. Marky Mark 61. You can check me out at MaxMosher73. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at The Infinity Bros. Go on our website at TheInfinityBros.com. If you have the itch to Twitch, check us out on Twitch, the Infinity Bros. We're going to be doing a Christmas Eve stream. Me and Isaac will be there. So make sure you check that out. I, I might show up as well. Are you coming, Mark? It, I heard it's in the morning, so I might oh. I might show up. I may not show up. Yeah. But, you know, if I'm there, there might be another Funko Pop to give away. So, you know. Yeah, well, we have, we have the rest of the week off. Uh, Sarah and I do. So we're just hanging around the house doing nothing. So it's going to be fun. Swing by there. And don't forget our giveaways, okay? So all you got to do is go on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You got to follow us. You got to comment. You got to share the post that we're talking about with this free stuff. And then you can hop in our discord, join and comment. That gets you another opportunity to win. You could get up to three entries and win a couple things from us. Get a little Christmas gift. 
And guess what? They come straight to you. We send them to you. Mark does it himself. Uh, so don't miss out on this free giveaway. Another thing, too, if you don't mind, if, if you're listening to this point, you really care about us. <laughs> please, please, please give us a rating on iTunes. We would love it if you left a rating and even a review. If it's below four stars, stop listening to us. I'm going to kick you in the nuts. Leave us alone. Oh, now it's But if it's four above stars. four stars, if it's four or five stars, we'd love for you to stick around <laughs> and do it. As always, we love you guys 3,000, and we will talk to you later. See ya. Bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to the Infinity Bros Podcast. You can find the Infinity Bros on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at the Infinity Bros. Feel free to send listener feedback via email at infinitybrospodcast at gmail.com.